All right, so we have Rachel Britt here on the show. Rachel, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Jordan. <laughs> uh, in as take as much time as you want with this, three to five minutes, whatever. Uh, give us kind of a quick overview, kind of who you are, what you've been up to, which what are you about? Yes. Okay. So my name is Rachel Britt. Like Jordan said, um, I am uh, based in East Tennessee, specifically Maryville, Tennessee. It's this little tiny town outside of Knoxville. Um, so technically, I put in my bio and I tell lots of people I'm from Knoxville because no one really knows where Maryville is and I don't blame them. It's okay. It's a small little town. Um, so I am based in Knoxville. Um, I am a wedding and elopement photographer. Specifically, my niche is um, more micro mini weddings and, um, and elopements and editorial. I really focus on um, the weird, unique experience. Um, and I do um, a lot of different kinds of posing. Um, I guess if I had to like give myself a broad name um, within my niche, I would be get ready for this, Jordan. Are, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Um, I am a non-traditional multi-hyphenate um, editorial wedding and elopement photographer. That's a mouthful. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have to work on that SEO. We will. We will. Yeah. SEO hates me. They really don't like me. Um, but um, that that is like, that is me in a nutshell. And if you'd love me, if you'd love for me to define some of that for you, I would love to. Yeah, let's go into it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious about what stood out to me with your profile is that you do editorial weddings. And maybe maybe for me, I'll pretend like I don't know what editorial is. Kind of what is your definition of an editorial wedding? So we focus mainly, um, it, it's specifically like catered towards like elopements. Um, but we focus on, um, a unique experience, a different experience, non-traditional. I'm using those like keywords there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I want to provide, so like we're going to avoid the family photos. We're going to avoid, um, you know, Uncle John you know, getting a photo with him, um, unless that is specified for the bride. But a lot of clients that come to me want a unique experience. They, they want the, that editorial urban look. And that is, th- those are the clients that I am trying to get at this point, because that is what I'm passionate about. That's my niche right now. Um, and so it really is just your, um, unique experience focused on bridal portraits, groom portraits, and focused on the bride and the groom together. Um, and just capturing their unique, um, just like their unique style, capturing their style truly. Um, mm-hmm. And and again, non-traditional. I, I could go on and on about how I am um, kind of done with the traditional wedding timeline and traditional weddings of 200 plus people. Um, so I am going the non-traditional route, doing something different um, and hopefully providing a service for couples out there um, that want that uniqueness it's almost like i mean i i i want to say i kind of did this for my wedding but in a way that you're not being so jammed into like the timeline of a wedding or first look is at 1005 and then the this uh, event happens at 1202 and you're like like it's so Mm -hmm. micromanaged uh 
I'll, I'll add this. Maybe you tell me if this was kind of editorial or kind of going down that route for our first look with my wife. We did, we, we just kind of booked like, Hey, two hours before the wedding even starts, we're going to do a first look. We're going to do, we just told the photographer, like, you have two full hours. Let's go to a parking garage. Let's go downtown. Mm, Let's just yes. walk around. Like, you have an open window to not feel the pressure to, okay, we got to go. We got to go. Grandma's coming or the cake is next or the, the you know, whatever event is starting next. Uh, is that kind of the s- typical session that you're used to? Or, like, w- is that sort of an editorial wedding shoot? So that, I would say it's more non-traditional. So like that is, um, that's what I'm going for. And then, then like editorial probably could explain the style. So I'm going for, you know, we'll do some traditional poses if, if that's what they want. But mainly m- most of my clients are wanting um, weird, unique posing. They want candid um just walking around um like what's your typical setting are you uh, you know you're in like close to the smoky mountains you're in you know you're downtown knoxville you might be even traveled to nashville maybe but um is it you find like you find yourself like in parking garages and weird alleyways as opposed to like a church or a some kind of wedding venue yes exactly yeah um so yeah, I can explain like a little bit about like w- where I've been in the wedding industry and where I'm going because where I've been, I haven't had much experience with those kinds of um, weddings firsthand. Um, I've had a lot of styled sessions in that area that I'm getting a lot of content for mm-hmm. um, to hopefully grab clients that want that editorial experience of running to a parking garage or going downtown. Um, and also, this all is combined into I'm wanting to utilize the um, like elopement uh, mountain experience and do some like editorial posing out there. So like combining the two, because really when you think editorial, you really don't think like the Great Smoky Mountains hiking like that. So I'm trying to um, combine the two and um, utilize that area as well. All right. So you mentioned that you are multi-hyphenate. We've kind of heard that like I'm a filmmaker, photographer, hiker, blogger, slash, slash, slash. Like what what do you mean when you say a multi-hyphenate? Jordan, you're so smart. Yes. <laughs> that is um you you got it. Um so so I thought I was just a weird person when I was younger and I still am, but like um I loved everything. I mean, I loved dabbling and um, I had so many different hobbies when I was younger. And um, the world at the time, I I definitely think it's changed and it's changing now. Um, But the world at the time was telling me, especially while I was in high school trying to choose college, um, that I had to pick one profession and I had to be one thing. And um, so I, and that just didn't work for me. Um, so I went to college and, and again, I graduated with a BA in graphic design and photography. Um, so within my business, you know, and I think a lot of photographers and videographers, um, and, and all other vendors and businesses are out there. Um, they, um, they, they do a lot of things. They don't just do one thing. Um, and so really being a multi-hyphenate is just a person that wants to pursue multiple careers or they pursue multiple hobbies. They enjoy 
multiple things in their life. And um, so, and there's just, there's just a word and definition out there for it now. Um, I think it's always been there maybe, but I like recently discovered this and it has helped me. Um, I, it's definitely helped me grow a little bit into um, who I am and um, just ha- there being a word for that has really helped me. Um, so I definitely wanted to like mention it on the podcast. So if other people were listening to this and they were feeling the same way, they knew like, oh, there's a word out there for like what I am. I'm not just weird. And I do think the world is changing. I do think it's saying, yes, you can have multiple careers, um, which is exactly what I'm doing. I have a full-time job. Um, and then I also do photography and within my photography, I do all my marketing, graphic design, posting, social media. Um, I'm the photographer, I'm the editor. Um, and I do believe in outsourcing. Um, cause I feel like that was like, maybe your next question was like, what about like outsourcing and all that maybe? Um, but I do feel, um, I, I, I do think that outsourcing is very valid and um, I do think there is some good in that when you are at a point in your business where you need to do that. Um, but I'm just not there yet. So how did you get your start? Where, like, what was your kind of first photography gig or like the first time you like what led up to like your first gig as a pro photographer or, you know, the one you got paid for first? <laughs> yeah, I started photography when I was 16. Um, my parents gifted me um, my first camera. I was Canon. Um, they got me a Canon T3 Rebel or, uh, wow, I'm already messing up, um, a Rebel T3i and, um, that camera is super old, but I'm actually Nikon now. Um, and then I just kind of dabbled with it. I was self-taught at first and then I went to school for photography. Um, so I went to Maryville College, um, the small liberal arts college here in Maryville. And um, I majored in graphic design and photography, came out of it um, working under um, another wedding photographer. Um, I interned for her for a while and second shot with her. And that really led me to wanting um, wanting to start my own business um, in the wedding industry. And um, I started January 1st of 2019. So that's a super easy date to remember. <laughs> um, and I, I made a lot of mistakes, um, a lot of mistakes when I first started out. And I'm still making mistakes today, but um, I was doing a lot of I was getting a lot of clients through Wedding Wire, um, and uh, which do you know what Wedding Wire is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay great, great, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I, I rant about it all the time. Yes. How bad it can be. <laughs> oh, fa- oh, good, good. It's not just me. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I was trying. I was desperate, really, for clients and um, and also, um, you know, to make money because this is a business and. Um, So I was getting a lot of clients that wanted that traditional wedding experience up in Gatlinburg in a barn, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not my style for sure. Um, And I was taking on those clients. Our styles weren't matching up. Um, 
I know I wasn't happy. They were more concerned about my prices being so low than my actual style and me as myself. Um, and so I've had a, I've had a great first two years. I think you have to go through some sort of rocky spell um, to get where you're going. But um, for sure, I've um, I've had a rough start, um, but but excited, honestly, and optimistic to now I kind of have a feeling of like where I want to go and um, I know where to go from there. Like I, I, I have in my head like where I want to go and where I want to be and um, how I want to fit in in this industry. Um, and I'm I'm ready. I'm so ready to, to, to do it. So, yeah. Tell me about the very first wedding. Like kind of give me the give me the whole story, not just the, the shoot itself, but like, uh, you know, the first time you met that client, how did you talk to them? How did you attract that lead to come into your business? Or like, was it just, yeah, tell me the whole story. For sure. Um, so I had a friend in college. We were both photographers and we decided to do a wedding together, um, which I could see that, you know, turning out not so well. Um, but it actually turned out really well for us in the end. Um, and we had um, another friend who was getting married. She had just graduated and she uh, was looking for two photographers and she wanted to give us a chance, which was awesome. And um and she was balling on a budget. So uh, we gave her a nice little discount. Um, but I honestly, for the, my first wedding, I thought I made a lot of money. Um, I made 700 off of that wedding. Um, and my friend Maddie, um, she made 700 as well. Um, so we charged her 1400 I think, for a first wedding, like that's pretty pricey. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but for two photographers that were both in school, um, I mean, that's, that, that's, I think that's pretty good. So we, we met with her. We, um, had a contract. We had her sign a contract. Um, we worked that wedding for 14 hours. We had like wow. no time limit for her. And now like going, thinking back, thinking back to, um, at least for me and like my physical and mental health, like working a 14 hour wedding is just not, it, it's not a dream. That's not a dream for me. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, we worked 14 hours. Um, it was a traditional wedding. It was at a church and then we drove to a venue um, and then after we were able to deliver her a preview, and that's something that I do now is I deliver um, previews either the day of the wedding um, or even the day after um, if it's a late wedding. And so we were able to give her back a preview and give her back her photos in um, in about a month. So that was our turnaround time editing. And she definitely got plenty of photographs because it was our first one. So we were just picking and choosing all the photographs, editing all of them. And um, so she definitely got um, probably close to a thousand photos um, for her wedding, which is a lot. I think about my very first wedding that I did. And it's just like, there's like this break or it's like you just need the one client. You just need that very first one to kind of hit the spark or something because i think maybe talk about that in your journey like how hard was it to get that very first wedding mm -hmm. uh because it's almost like in the buying process wedding clients they want to see what you've done in the past for sure and if you, if you don't have anything to show for or you've never done a wedding they get kind of scared a little skittish mm -hmm. uh did you face that challenge did you kind of see that hurdle that like i just need the one i just need this first gig 
That's all I need. I actually, because I was interning with another photographer and second shooting, um, I was able to um, take some of the photos that I shot from some of her weddings and edit them in my own style and use that for content um, and for portfolio work, which was great. Um, if I can give any advice to anybody out there, intern, 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 second shoot, second shoot, second shoot, um, because most photographers will let you um, any photos that you do take. They most likely will let you um, edit those in your own style and use those for portfolio work, which is amazing. Um, so I had portfolio work already. Um, and and so it really wasn't. And because she was a friend, it wasn't too, too hard. Um, she was already just, she was already wanting us to be a part of the wedding, um, since we were all close friends. And so, um, this was a great way for us to participate. Um, so that, um, so that really was like a great push for me to get even more portfolio work and more experience being a lead, um, experience, you know, this is, we're taking on this wedding, um, on our own. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think I struggled though, like when I first started my business. So I actually, sorry to backtrack a little bit, um, but I, so I interned and I was out of college for about a year before I, um, before I started my business. So I had only done two weddings within my college career. Um, so I had kind of, I, I, I didn't know my style at that point. I was still, I was still learning a little bit more about, um, my camera, about editing and like all of that stuff. And so I think going into my business and being our photography, um, that was a little bit harder to get, to get clients. Um, so I definitely struggled getting clients in my first year, but I, um, at the end of that year in 2019, I, um, shot three weddings. So I was like super, super happy and proud that I was able to get those three clients. Before we started the show, you said that you've been running the business now for about three years. But I'm going, kind of, yeah, going on my third year. Going on third year. Yeah. Uh, and that you've kind of, but you've been a, in the photography world for five years. Yes. You're you know, don't take offense to this. I think you're like in the, you're in the growth phase you're in the kind of micro business phase. Like you're like, you're, you're getting ready to get that momentum or like you're, you know, third year is usually like the year. Oh yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, what have you seen like in the first year and you kind of hinted at a little bit, like the first year, first two years starting your business, like I'm going full time. What was, what was kind of your biggest challenges that you had? What were the kind of biggest problems that you faced? uh in those first two years um covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow i thought i really um so i i have a full-time job and at the time of going into my second year in 2020 um i also had a different full-time job um and i was ready i was like this is my year to work this full-time job um, and to, I had at the time, at the beginning of 2020, I had five weddings at that point, And I was so happy and proud. I was like, I'm going into 2020 with five weddings. Hopefully throughout the year, I'll get five more. My goal is to hit 10. Um, I, my, by the end of 2020, I hit seven. So I still think that is great, especially with COVID. Um, 
but I definitely think um, I was very optimistic at the beginning of the year. I think like a lot of people were um, with with COVID and then COVID hit <laughs> and um, I had to I had to transition. I had to um, I had to be flexible um, and figure out a new plan because my plan as it was was not going to work out. I wanted to work this full time job for a year. Uh, save up some money and then go full time in 2021. Um, but that is just not possible with um, COVID and money um, because you have to pay to live. <laughs> Again, I'm still learning, um, trying to figure it out. But um, yeah, I think COVID is like the biggest thing that that really just um, uh, put a damper on my plans. Um, but I've worked around it and I've worked my butt off at this past year, working both a full-time job. And, um, in the fall I was working, I mean, I was working 40 plus hours in my photography business as well. So, um, so I, I worked really hard to be where I am today at this point and 2021, I've got some big plans coming. Um, so I'm ready to hit the ground running. Now, early in the show, you kind of talked about that you also do elopements and you kind of do work in micro weddings. Do you see going forward, do you see that as kind of a rising tide as like something that other wedding photographers should or probably will get into more or that the, or that the, the client base is going to start asking for more smaller weddings, 10 people, 20 people weddings. Uh, and now is a good time to start getting good at those micro weddings. I think so. And I hope so. Um, I've, I've worked a couple of pretty big weddings. I mean, a hundred to 200 people. And to me, that's, that's large. Um, that, that's just a lot of people that, um, and, and with COVID, I do think that the way people are thinking about weddings, the way they're thinking about the industry is changing for sure. And I think in a good way, um, I think we're looking more into, um, intimacy, um, and celebrating with people, I think we're having to think about, okay, who do we actually really want at our wedding? Um, I don't think Aunt Karen's friend from two years ago is going to make it. Like, I just don't think that's possible, you know, with, um, with everything that's been going on. Um, but especially looking into the future, I think people are, um, hopefully, I know for me, I'm thinking about, okay, intimacy. Who do I want to share this really special moment with? Um, and so I, I do think elopements for sure. And I'm such like a preacher for, um, adventure elopements, um, and going out and, you know, not doing a first look and just hanging out with the love of your life the whole entire day, not missing a second. Um, so I am definitely a big advocate for elopements. Um, but I for sure think, and I hope, um, we're going in that direction. I just thought about how weird that is that you spend, on the day of your wedding, you really only see your spouse at like 3 p.m. or like mm. 4 p.m. Yes. Like you spend all day mm -hmm. not not seeing them. And then, <laughs> and then you only see yeah. just the evening and afternoon yes. with them on the day of your wedding. That's a, I just thought about that. It's kind of. I'm going to stay positive. We're going to stay positive here, um, but it's dumb. <laughs> so um, I, I, I think that. Uh, 
there are a lot of people that are very traditional and that is valid. And I do think that society already validates all of that. Um, but I do think that there needs to be some validation for those that don't want to go the traditional route and tell them that it is okay. And it is very valid to, um, to see the love of your life the whole entire day. So for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think now about the client base out there, the people that are thinking about getting married that i mean you're you're right that it is like traditional weddings are the kind of at this point they are the default thing to fall into and there is tons of let's call it infrastructure set up to just you know copy paste create a traditional wedding traditional dj traditional wedding photographer venue wedding planner and to go the route of elopement or a micro wedding or an adventure wedding takes kind of that extra, how do I put it, just extra effort or extra thought pattern where you have to, you're, you're almost having to like circumvent the entire big wedding, you know, like the big wedding industry. Um, and is it worth your time as a wedding photographer to try to convince people that we're going to do traditional weddings to go do micro weddings? Or is it more worth your time just to pursue people who are already leaning towards that route or already kind of in the in the head that like, you know, I don't want a big house. I want to do tiny living. I don't want a big wedding. I want a tiny wedding. Is there what, what do you see as like the best use of your time? Is there kind of like client education or is it just go and all out pursue the micro wedding clients that are already existing? Oh, pursue, pursue, for sure. Um, because there's nothing wrong with the people that want to do traditional weddings. Um, that's that's their style. It's what they want to do. And that, oh, that's awesome. And that's great because um, it's worked for a very, very long time. I have a different belief. I don't think it's working anymore um, in the world that we live in today. Um, but, but for sure, I am out here to pursue the people that honestly don't fit into the category of that traditional um, wedding. We're going to do the first look at this time. We're going to have family pictures at this time. Um, I'm pursuing the clients that, that want a unique experience that is catered towards who they are as a couple. I'm the anti-wedding photographer. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> that's been my that's been my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's normal. I'm like, no, I want to do something different for sure. <laughs> what do you think is a bad habit that either you've picked up as a wedding photographer or that you've seen other wedding photographers pick up that you want to drop or want them to drop? Mm, the chip on your shoulder. I'm sorry. I'm like super passionate about this. Um, the, the people out there that that just think that they are the people that think that they are the shit and like you might be, but there's a difference between confidence and, um, and arrogance. And so, um, just that, that chip on your shoulder, like do not think that you're the most important person in the room because you're not, your client is the bride specifically with weddings, you know, the bride and the groom and their family and their friends. Those are who are important. Those are the people that you need to cater towards and, and come in with a humble heart. Um, and it goes back to vulnerability. Um, I love that. I love you told me that your theme is transparency and vulnerability because that is something that I strive for every day, um, is to be authentic and vulnerable with my clients. And honestly, with anybody that I, 
um, come into contact with in my life. Um, so just get that chip off your shoulder. Even if you might be the pro of the pro of the pro, um, come in with a humble heart and um, come in with um, an open mind and um, come in with some vulnerability also. Where do you think that comes from? Where do you think like the chip on your shoulder, the kind of borderline or if not full-blown arrogance with a wedding photographer? Where do you think that comes from? So it's hard for me because I actually struggle with confidence for sure. Um, and that's something that I'm working on is actually finding more confidence within myself and my business. Um, but I, I, that's a good question. I, I truly don't know. Um, cause I, I don't understand how somebody can come in thinking, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm coming in here. I'm the most important person in this room. Um, I, I, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if you have any insight into that. I don't know. Cause I, I mean, my experience is as a wedding videographer. So I've been the kind of, I'm not going to say put this right, but, uh, I think it goes without maybe this might be my projection or my insecurity bleeding through, but like what I think wedding videographers are second class citizens to wedding photographers. Yes. Maybe I've seen that too. Yeah. Sad truth possibly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've definitely been on the kind of brutal end of a irritated wedding photographer or a, uh, arrogant wedding photographer where they will just, just that you know I don't, I don't get it it happens in the film industry too that I, I come from that just being mean or just people that are they think are beneath you or i don't know if it's they're covering up their insecurity or it's like how i, I don't know possibly I, yeah for wedding sure wedding for wedding that. photography in the, the wedding industry is stressful but it's like i don't know how stress it's like it's not that stressful yeah no it, it's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be that stressful. Um, I love that you brought that up because I, um, when I work with other vendors, actually, side note, I was in a clubhouse chat last night that was talking about um, like working with other vendors as a vendor. Um, and so this kind of goes with that a little bit, but um, specifically with a videographer, um, you work closely, you should work closely and, and you should communicate with that person either if it is on the day of, good luck. Um, but hopefully you have some time to connect with that videographer before and create a game plan possibly. Um, but even um, there was one wedding that I did with a videographer this past year that I only had a chance to meet on the day of, but his, um, his attitude and my attitude were on the same line. We were on the same point, um, which was great because we were able to communicate so well, um, even meeting that first time. So we, we met, we chatted, we, um, got a game plan going every time that he was with me photograph, I was photographing and he was videoing, um, that whole time I would, I would click, 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 do my thing. And I would always, always, um, ask him, I said, what shot do you need to get? What do you need to do? Um, let, tell me to get out of the way, communicate with me. I was always overly communicating with him. And I think he really appreciated that. And I know I appreciated him communicating with me throughout that whole process. And we were able to successfully work together, even though we were two different teams, we were able to work together. And I think that is way way better than um than coming in and not communicating with your other vendors um and also videographers 
you all are crazy awesome. Like I can't even, uh, I don't know how you do your job. I really don't. Um, so in, in where I am at, um, and, and how, how I think we, I think all vendors, we are all in the same plane. We are all there to do one job and that is to make our client happy and make them and hopefully, um, help them have an amazing day. I think that's the exact approach you should take. I mean, I remember, you know, you're down in the, in the front aisle and <laughs> there's, there's that quick conversation like, Hey, uh, when she comes down the aisle, I'm going to take my camera real quick. I'm going to run out, get her coming down for like 10 feet, and then I'm going to jump out of the way yes. so you can get the rest of the shot. Mm. Like, like, cool, cool. Yes. That's such good communication. I, I absolutely love that. Um, okay. Now let's talk about your marketing strategy, good marketing strategies, bad marketing strategies. Because in the process of looking you up, you don't have a website, mm-hmm. which i I'm hoping it's a choice. Tell me about that choice because right now you just have Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, why not have a website or what, what's kind of been your, what's the choice in that? Okay. So I do have a website, um, but it's not been updated in a really, really long time. Um, and I'm on the verge of deleting my website actually and using that money to go to somewhere else. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make like a mini website where people can find more work. Um, but I post a lot of my work on Instagram. A lot of my clients come from Instagram. I barely get any clients from my website. Um, I'm not sure if it's a marketing strategy for me, um, but it's working right now. Um, not using my website, posting, um, posting a lot of my work on Instagram and then posting a lot about myself on Instagram as well. Um, I'm getting to the point in my business where people aren't, um, they, they aren't contacting me because of specifically my work. They're contacting me specifically for me. They want the Rachel Britt experience uh, tagged along with my work. Um, so Instagram provides, um, specifically Instagram, provides a lot of those clients and clients that I want to work with. Um, yeah. is that Does that help and answer that question? No, that's great. No, I mean, I, th- I think it's perfectly valid if, it, if you, yeah. if clients are coming through the website, then, I mean, I tell people this all the time, you don't need a website necessarily mm-hmm. or what's the point? Yeah. Like now you just, now just like a cool, a pretty web page that you have that you probably dump a lot of time into to design it. Yes. <laughs> and, or, or, you know, or even worse, you have a blog that is now old and dusty and last updated 2018. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll give you credit. I'll say it is a bold choice and I have a website or that if, but if clients are coming through, because how are they usually contacting you through Instagram DMs or yeah, they'll contact, uh, email? Mm-hmm. They'll contact me through DMs, email. And um, also if a client does contact me through the DMs, I'll go ahead and give them my phone number so they're able to contact me through text or call. Mm, okay. And then your posting strategy is most of your content is just on Instagram or you're doing a little bit. Have you seen success on TikTok as well? Um, so not much TikTok. Um, I am trying to utilize reels more because I have more of a following on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) with my photography job, I'm also a, um, social media marketer and, um, yeah, I'm a social media marketer for a small boutique in Knoxville. Um, so I, I do a lot of social media work. Um, and I, 
really did just start in like the last year to like really be um be on social media like full force so mm -hmm. i mean i post um specifically towards geared towards instagram um you know i post uh you know, two times a day, three times a day. Sometimes I'm on my stories constantly now. Um, I'm, I'm doing two reels a week at this point, hopefully looking to go towards more. So, I mean, I'm utilizing Instagram as much as I can, um, with my full-time job that I also utilize Instagram for that job as well. Um, so it's a lot of social media, but, um, but it's, it's working for me at this point. Again, I am still, I'm dabbling. Like I'm still mm -hmm. trying to figure out what's going to work best for me. Um, and so what I have seen, um, is Instagram is working pretty well right now for me. Um, and that may change in the next year. That may change in the next three years. Um, uh, cause I'm, doing some stuff on Instagram and then I'm taking some of those reels and posting them towards TikTok. Um, so I like to utilize both. I think, I think Instagram and TikTok are pretty different, even though Instagram has the reels. Um, I actually like TikTok's algorithm way better. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very friendly. Um, and I was very intentional about my TikTok and developing a positive, um, yeah, a positive community on there, um, specifically. So like all of my TikToks are really, um, like positive. Anything that I get on my feed is very positive forced. So, um, so yeah, I, I really like TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lean towards that way a little bit more. Um, but, but Instagram, I I'm starting to get the hang of Instagram and it's ever changing algorithm. Um, and just trying, you know, trying to utilize it the best I can at this point. I don't want to say it's a, sh it's a shame factor, but when you have a, a full-time job, I've had a full-time job my entire career at, on the side of running my own business. Do you ever feel like you're cheating on your business or like you're cheating on your full-time job when you're working on your business? Is there a, how do you kind of, I've always, I'm always curious how people compartmentalize is the right way to put it. But, uh, when you're working on your full-time job as a social media manager, do you feel like, oh, I'm not giving my photography business enough attention and then kind of vice versa? Yes. Um, so when I'm at my full-time job that I work Monday through Friday, um, I give that job my full attention. Um, I try to uh, schedule anything social media related, um, anything to my full-time job. I try and schedule that ahead of time. So all of that stuff is happening, um, but I'm not controlling any of it um, at the time when I'm working on my full-time job because I have to be working on my boutique's um, social media. I've got, I've got a whole other plethora of things that I have to do, but cheating my business, I do feel sometimes a pool that I'm not like, what if I'm not giving my clients the attention that I need to be giving them all the time? Um, or, or a missed opportunity experience. I had, there was this amazing styled shoot that was happening, um, during a weekday and I really wanted to go. It was, you know, it was in the afternoon and I was like, in my head, I was like trying to make every situation work. I was like, maybe I should call out of work. Maybe I could call out sick, which like, do not do, especially right now with COVID. That is not a good idea. Um, when you're not sick and you call out, like not cool. Um, but, 
Uh, I was just trying to find every single way to make it work. And I came to the conclusion, Rachel, it's not going to work. It's not going to work this time. There'll be other styled shoots. Um, you're just going to go to work and have a good day and um, do what you need to do. But at that point, I was really sad because I wasn't able to, in that moment, I felt like I was holding my business back um, from an opportunity. Yeah, there's like this draw or the, there's this temptation. Like I've done that exact same thing. Like maybe I'll just take a long lunch break, mm-hmm. go to this shoot real quick. <laughs> I could be back in 35 minutes yeah. and then I'll, then I'll double dip today. I'll have, I'll do this project and I'll have my full-time job today. Yes. Uh, yeah. And there is that debate too, where, okay, I'm splitting hours or I'm working on the business that I want to be working on. I'm working on it in the evening when I'm tired and I'm not giving my full energy or on the weekends or I'm getting like, I could feel myself getting burnt out. Uh, and then there's the bait, the, the, whatever the voice in your head that's like, okay, just, well, if you went full time with this, then you'd be able to put a hundred percent of your effort into it and you'd be able to go that much faster. Exactly. Oh yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about a time. Um, this, so I lost my full-time job. This just, it was another full-time job that I had, um, right at the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I went full-time with my photography business and I, I excelled so quickly. Um, I I grew really quickly in the, I think it was like May all the way up until September. I did, I had so much growth. I added like three wedding clients for 2020 and 2021. Like that was a big deal for me. Um, and then of course, when I got, um, this other full-time job, um, I, uh, I, I definitely, my, my growth slowed down so much. Um, and, and I, I definitely think in my off season now with photography and it's also really off season with, um, the boutique, um, I'm able to balance a little bit better and, and keep growing my business a little bit quicker, but it, it very much is a struggle to, um, I know if I went full time with my photography business, I'd be able to grow so much quicker, but I'm just not there in my life. I'm just, I'm just not there yet financially. So, and, and I, and I provide for myself. Um, so I don't, um, I have a boyfriend, but, um, and you know, we're looking into getting married and all that good stuff. Um, he's definitely long-term for sure for me. Um, uh, but, but I don't have, um, it's just me. Um, so, so yeah, I have to provide for myself. Um, and that's kind of hard to do on a just starting out photography salary. Um, I do like my prices have bumped up, um, which is good. And I'm proud of myself that I've done that for myself, but, um, but yeah, it's just me. Yeah. It's cliche to say it's a cash flow issue. It's a cash flow issue, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah, it's like if I quit this full-time job, then I better, then mm. the stress is the dialed up to 11 sure. to try to find these wedding clients yes. ASAP. My last question is, what is your singular focus in your business for 2021? Good one. <laughs> Good last question. <laughs> um, My singular focus, because um, I have like multiple goals for 2021. Um, so does it have to just, do I just have to pick one? You have, you have to choose one. If you, choose if, one. if you only could focus on one thing the entire year and you spent every single day focusing on that, what would it be? Creating an authentic experience for my clients this year, for sure. Um, 
a, okay, actually scratch that. No, we're not doing that. Um, I'm glad this is not a live podcast because fail, 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 fail. This is fine. No, <laughs> no th- th- it's a tough question. I'm like, I want to pin, I like, kind of want to put you in a corner with this because it's, yeah, we do have, it's so there, we all have like 10 goals for the whole year. Yeah. Like I want to do, I want to get more subscribers. I want to do more content. Yeah. I want to redesign my website. It's like, no, like if you were forced or if you only had one day a year to work on your business yeah, and you, and that one day you had to do one thing for eight hours or 10 hours, what would it be? Got it. Um, creative sessions, uh, which to me, that's me creating, um, doing all like model, like getting the models, um, florals, choosing a place to shoot, um, and being creative. So I'm doing a creative session, um, each month and producing work that's for me and my business. Um, and so that way that's, that's my goal for 2021 is to, um, is to keep creating. Okay, Rachel. So share your links, share, uh, everything you, you, you have. plug away. What do you got going on? Yes. Uh, where can we find your work? All that stuff. Okay. Uh, Instagram, Facebook at our photos for all that's F O R A L L. Um, and then I'm on clubhouse. Uh, if you are in any, anything, really any industry at all, clubhouse is fun and a way to go. Have you been on clubhouse yet? I've played around a little bit. Yeah. Thank you, you for like the invite. I, I got to learn a little bit more. Okay. I'm like, I'm okay. still like, what is this? But it, yes. No, it is definitely a new platform. Um, I've been to a couple of chat rooms. I've spoken in a couple of chat rooms. It's, um, once you learn how to utilize it, it's amazing. It's great. It's a great networking tool. Um, and, um, and it's great for like education, like free education. Um, and so, yeah, I'm on Clubhouse at Our Photos for All. You can find me there. I'm looking into hopefully um, hosting and moderating a couple of chat rooms. Those are in the works. Um, but yeah, you can find me on TikTok at Our Photos for All. Um, yeah, that's that's me right there. Well, cool. Well, Rachel, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks, Jordan. This is just a taste of everything that I'm offering over here in the Perfect Wedding Package. This is the kind of stuff where you're able to really take a step back. I I want to really emphasize that you need some outside perspective on what you're offering your clients. To look at your product, repackage it, put it in a unique combination of ways that says like... I am unique. This is how I'm going to raise my prices. This is worth it. Like when you finally make the perfect wedding package, you no longer feel the need to justify or you no longer have that fear that a client is going to look at your prices, feel that sticker shock and say, no, you're too expensive. We're not going to go with you. Sticker shock comes from your failure to communicate what it is that you offer. And when you're able to put together a a kick-ass offering and say, like, these are all the things I'm going to provide. I'm not just going to provide a simple, I'm going to show up and shoot your wedding and give you some digital prints and call it a day and I'll maybe do an engagement session. You're able to think about everything that you can do as a photographer to make their experience as unique and powerful and as memorable as possible. And you say, here is the package. Boom, boom. I keep doing this with my hands. You learn all of this in the perfect wedding package. And then you're able to attach a huge price tag next to that. And so that you're not having this horrible race to the finish off season where you feel like you're running out of gas. If you're barely making it to the finish line, you go, 
how can I keep doing this every year? I can't keep shooting 50 weddings a year. There's got to be another way. And this is what I want to offer you guys. I want to give you guys an option. This is your chance to get out of that cycle of saying, I can't keep doing this or my clients are killing me. The answer, Jordan, I have to shoot less projects, but if I shoot less projects, then I'm going to make less money. You can do something like this, take the perfect wedding package, understand how you can raise your price, make a, a better and more valuable offering to your clients so that when you can raise your prices, you can do less and you can start to think and step back a little bit more. And instead of at the very end in the off season, you're having to do your reviews and take a breather that you can do, take a breather in the middle of the wedding season, that you can take a breather after each project because you're not having to hustle all the time. Your price, if you raise your prices, if you raise your prices, you're able to take a second to breathe and you're able to have better clients and provide a better client experience as a wedding photographer. I want you guys to go to the perfectweddingpackage.com. Check it out. It's the perfect wedding. I'll, I'll give you the whole breakdown. It's the perfect wedding package. It comes with a template where I show you exactly how you need to frame your prices, frame your offering, and you get the you get the whole PDF InDesign template as well as a video lesson just like this where we walk through each step. I'm not going to leave you hanging and just give you a template and say, figure it out. We're going to go through step by step and say, this is how you do it. This is the things to watch out for. These are the traps you might fall into. Here is how I would present my prices to my wedding client. And on top of that, you're also going to get a wedding photographer website audit. I want to go to your website. I want to take a look at everything that you're offering. You know, I'll give you comments about the fonts, about where I would place the picture, what kind of navigation I would have, and like, and give you an overall perspective while using your website. All right. So now we get that's a $2,000 offer. You got the template. That's an, an dollars is $250. I'm losing my math here. And then we're also, I'm also going to offer you, if you sign up for the perfect wedding package, I'll also do a one-on-one -on -one pricing workshop with you. So you watch the videos of me, you read the template, and now you and I get to set up a personal phone call, video call, phone call, whatever you feel comfortable with, where we go through and I say, let me see your prices. Let me see the template you built. And we, and I'll give you some feedback and I'll say, and we can even do a role play. We can even do some practice rounds as, as a client and say, like, what would, you know, here's what I would do differently. Here's how I would improve this. So you get real time. And I want you guys to I want you guys to get this wedding package and have it up and running so that when you're when the new season is up and you're ready to go, you got clients in the door and you're handing over this wedding package to them. And they're saying this makes sense. Here's the result I want you guys to get. I want you guys to double your prices, triple your prices overnight. To, and I want you guys to be blown away and, and feel nervous. Like, there's no way I can be charging this, Jordan. Like, this is insane. I've never charged this amount of money before. And you're telling me this is what I should put in front of my clients. And I'm saying, hell yes. Put that right in front of your client. You need to have the confidence to do it. And, and they're going to buy it. They're going to, they are going to choose this option. Trust me. And when they, and like I said at the beginning of this whole episode, it takes a certain amount of belief that you have to believe that this is all possible. And maybe that's my, maybe that's job number one for me is I need to make you believe that this is all possible. You get the pricing workshop. That's another $2,000 value. Months from now, I want you guys to still have access to me. So I want to offer as well the, the third bonus as a part of the whole wedding package, the perfect wedding package.com is 
you get access to me on Discord. Anytime a thought comes up, you want to work, you know, you got, you redid your pricing template sheet again, and I want you to send it over to me, send me an, a message on Discord and say, Hey, Jordan, I need some help with this. Here's what I'm working with. And when I want you to go through it in real time, and you also will have a community there. We'll all be together as photographers, as creatives, working together, supporting each other. That, that's what I want it to, it to be as well. A safe place where you can say, hey, I need help with my pricing. I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm a little bit nervous. I got a client coming up. Uh, what should I do, Jordan? So all of that, that entire thing, the three bonuses I just mentioned, the templates, the video lessons, all of that is a $5,000 offer. And I'm going to offer it to you guys for $97. It's $97 on theperfectweddingpackage.com. Head over there. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Jordan P. Anderson, and I'll see you on the next one.